0: Hello everyone! Over the next four weeks, we will be dropping a special episode of the Job Hunting Podcast from our 2022 collection into your feed. We're doing this because we believe these episodes are great for this time of the year. Sometimes, even as we are recording and editing them, we earmark them for the festive season. Secondly, we believe in repetition. I have often listened to podcast episodes two or three times to let the message sink in. If you have already listened to these episodes before, my advice is to listen again, and you will uncover a few more gems and great advice from them. And finally, we do this because we as a team need to take a break. But we don't want to leave you hanging. You see, festive seasons can be triggering to job hunters. It can make you feel more stressed and lonely in your job search. I remember this very well because I've been there and I don't want you to feel like I did. So for me, keeping the podcast and my newsletter going out weekly is incredibly important and is part of the support system that I provide for you. Many people ask me, should I keep looking for work during the holidays? Or should I just give up and start again, let's say, at the end of January? My answer is always, it depends. If you are looking for work now, my message to you is keep looking. There will be less competition, even though fewer roles are usually advertised around this time. I do think it's still a good thing to keep looking and keep the momentum going and build yourself a job hunting discipline, even if you're doing just one small task per day. To learn how to best organize your schedule to fit job hunting in your daily and weekly routine, you can download my free resource. It's called the Optimized Job Search. You can find it on my website, renatabernardi.com. That's R-E-N-A-T-A-B-E-R-N-A-R-D-E.com. There's also a link to it in this episode's show notes. Remember, I am with you. You should carry on. And the newsletters and podcasts. Are here to provide you with accountability, knowledge, and support. Now, let's listen. Hi, I'm Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow and let's dive right in. Dressing for work post lockdown is a real challenge. Now, for the past two years during this pandemic, we've made a lot of jokes about working from home, finding the motivation to get ready. For some women and people that enjoy makeup, putting the makeup on, do we really need to? Understanding, you know, Zoom filters and finding, you know, a balance between being ready for work at home and Feeling comfortable. So that was, you know, all kind of what we've learned to do for the past two years. Now we're in a situation where some of us are going back to the office, either full time or a few days a week. Finding the motivation now and finding the pieces that still fit you after two years of not wearing corporate wear, not being akin to being uncomfortable in your clothes as we used to be in 2018 and 19. It's really challenging. Some of us are dressing up. Some of us have just decided that they will dress down, never wear heels again. The working from home has definitely changed the way that we understand corporate wear. Just doing a little bit of research for this episode over the web, I found so many articles and many of them with contrasting and opposite ideas about what we should do. I have also... Been in inspiring my clients to bookend their days in the office with social meetings and networking. So, if they are going to go to the trouble of getting out of the house, dressing up, might as well make that opportunity to see somebody in their network that they haven't seen for years, having a drink later in the day with a friend, and so on. I invited an international award winning personal stylist and brand expert for a chat. Sylvana Patrick is a great person to talk to in the Job Hunting Podcast because she has had the advantage of having worked in the corporate world as a corporate professional in many countries before going back to her early love for fashion and styling. She knows how corporate attire plays a very important role in forming your professional brand and how important it can be for career development, especially in job searching. As I always ask my guests the question, tell me about your career. What we end up learning is that Silvana has done a couple of career changes as well. So pay attention to those times where she describes Moving away from her early love from fashion early on in her career and going into the corporate sector and later finding the opportunity to go back into fashion and styling. So you might be able to learn a little bit about how people do career changes and how they happen in other people's lives. She then explains in a very inclusive and understanding way the importance of caring and dressing for your body shape and your personality, not following fashion trends that are not suitable to you, and embracing how you want to dress. So let's hear now my conversation with Sylvana Patrick, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Today it's all about you, and I think the great thing about You providing advice about styling and what to wear for the group of people that is in my audience, which are job hunters and people in the corporate sector, is that you've been there and done that. So you you come with the knowledge of how you actually wake up every morning, go to work nine to five and have to dress in a certain way. Yeah. So I'd love to hear first a little bit about your career before you became a full-time stylist. What did you do before and where were you? Because you, you've been all over the world too. That's fun.
1: Well, I started in fashion and there was a no-brainer decision for me because I know I love fashion since I was a very young girl. So I am a fashion designer by background. I studied fashion. I didn't do anything in the creative side of it because I ended up in a, in a fashion magazine. And I say that it was a fast ascending career start. I ended up in New York working for a luxurious magazine that was really fast and I was very young. It was was kind of overwhelming. I was thrilled, to say the least. But as much as I loved the idea, I hated the industry itself. Oh. And I just couldn't stay. Was I it was stay. it like Devil Devil Wears Prada?
0: Do you recognize yourself in that? It, 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 it resembles.
1: It resembles quite a bit. It, 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 it is very much a cutthroat industry. It is right. It's huge. Insanely, pre- we're talking about New York, right? Maybe in other area, in other places, maybe it's a bit different, but. There was way too much. It was not that it was a lot of work. I'm used to a lot, of, you know, doing a lot of work. I, you know, come from a worker's family. We really roll up our sleeves and get things done, but the culture uh, didn't fit. I didn't fit in yeah. at all. And so I decided to pack my thing to go back home. I was kind of lost for a long time because I didn't have a plan B at all, right? Mm-hmm. I threw all the eggs in one basket. Oh, and wow. that was disappointing because we're talking many, many moons ago, 25 years ago, right? Maybe more. And there was no styling going on. If there was, it mm-hmm. was for celebrities, right? So that's what... Today, people still think it. what I do is just for celebrities or rich people. But back in the day, it was only for celebrities and rich people. So it didn't even cross my mind, right? So I, I just packed my things, went back home, got lost for a little while. You know, it didn't come straight away. And then... Eventually, I said, I have to do something and entered the corporate world, went back to uni, got a business degree and entered the corporate world. So long story short, it was a very difficult transition as being a stylist to a corporate woman. I was still dressed like a young stylist, not getting much out of it, except for my differential was English. I was getting jobs because of that, but nothing else was sustaining me. We didn't have experience, I was not dressed the part, and the doors were getting close all the time. And I didn't know, nobody will ever tell you, you need to change, you're not dressed appropriately, nobody will ever tell you. They will just close the doors for you. So one day I had this aha moment, actually my mom gave me a, this aha moment. She said, did you really go to the interview dressed like that? It's not that <laughs> I was not, you know, I was yeah. just... A bit more you know bold or you know of course and and then I said maybe I should change (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it took me a long long time right and 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 when I did it it's unbelievable my career took off it was simply like and then you know I got more experience and all that and when do you remember what you what you decided to
0: wear when you realized that you had to dress differently for your job interviews
1: I'll just wear a blazer, you know, put a blazer on, you know, that kind of thing. It changes completely. You know, if you can wear anything pretty much underneath a blazer and it will instantly put you in the right mood, especially in the corporate world. So that, that was something very, very interesting that happened. And then, you know, like. I got success in that career for a long time. I stayed there for 15 long years traveling places and moving around and and stuff like that. But then it was time to really pursue my dream. And then when I started my consulting business, it was the, the whole styling thing was much more approachable, more popular, and then it's been, you know, 11 year fast forward and three different continents after five different countries i lost the track of you know the number that's so interesting so you've
0: been styling women do you style men as
1: well sylvana i do it it does depend on where i am for example in new york it was pretty much 50 50 in in the middle east obviously 100 percent women here Mm -hmm. i would say 20 80 men uh men 20 and women 80 so it yeah it varies in europe it's Probably six, seventy 70 percent women, it's a, a little bit... Yes, and this
0: is really interesting. I want to talk to you about the difference between how people show up in the corporate sector in different continents and countries. Have you noticed a big difference? Because I noticed, I'll tell you a story. When I was moving to Australia, that was 2001 I moved, so it was in 2000, and mom, my auntie and my mom decided to buy me a few things for me to wear when I went to uni because I came as an international student and they bought this beautiful leather bag that wouldn't fit any of my my notebooks or textbooks because it was small (laughs) and high heels. (laughs) And of course, I thought it was great. But then I arrived in Australia and I realized that I wouldn't be able to wear that bag or those heels to go to uni at Melbourne Uni with a huge campus where I could only wear sneakers, of course. And I needed a backpack immediately. So that's kind of the cultural difference between...
1: Yeah, yes, it's almost yes. a shock. Yeah, it it is almost a shock when you're born and raised in a city like Sao Paulo and you spend a lot of time in a city like New York and then you move to Australia, which is even compared to to Europe. And of course, no, I won't even mention the Middle East. The standards are way too high there. Like people, women are already made up at six a.m. in the morning and really professionally made up, you said, oh my God, she, she hired a makeup artist to do her makeup 5 a.m. in the morning. Really? Or something? Really? Because, oh, I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah, so that, that's a that's an extreme. But coming to a place like Australia and New Zealand has, are one of the most laid-back countries that I know of. And But, but in saying that, there are lots of internationals here and nice. besides like being brazilian we you know from sao paulo we have high standards you have to have your nails done you cannot ha- have your roots showing you you know there's a lot of pressure on top of that i have an italian background so my mom is still even even more strict she wouldn't let us wear as kids my kids won't wear havaianas, you know. They they won't oh, leave the house. Yeah. She wouldn't even buy havaianas for us, mind you. You know, go to malls or things like that. So we we were brought up in a very high standards like that. And what I notice when I speak with my friends here who have Italian backgrounds or any European backgrounds, it's the same. They bring their standards, yeah. right? So so what it means? What it means for a professional? We're dealing with clients. We're dealing with potential. Clients and, and, and things like that where, you know, a job interviewer or something, we really have to think about their standards and conform to their standards because they're going to be, we're going to be judged. That's, un, you know, undeniable. So that's extremely important that we know who we are interacting with in order to, to be on the same level or as much as possible on the same level as this person. Do some research, stop them. It's easy to do that these days yeah. with social media. So that's the thing. I mean, you can be in Australia, but you still interact with internationals. And even if you're, you know, the world's getting smaller and smaller, we're dealing with people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we have to really bear in mind because I've heard so many bosses all these years saying, I cannot promote my super smart employee because of the way he or she dresses. I cannot take them to a board meeting with my, you know, VIP clients. That kind of thing really happens and it's not going to be communicated to the employee. That's the kind of thing. It's It's a very hard
0: thing to communicate. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly right. There's a lot of things involved in that. You know, there's prejudice, you know, all this Ethnic things involved, that's why there's no communication, but the results say for themselves, you know, like you can get stuck simply because of the way you present yourself. That's right. I mean, we've mentioned the pandemic
0: when we were getting ready, Silvana, because it's been, you know, I've been in a lot of lockdowns in Melbourne and you are in Sydney, not so many lockdowns, but towards the end, Sydney did get locked quite a lot as well. And of course, with the lockdowns, it meant people weren't going into the office. They were working from home all the time. That's happening all over the world in kind of a flow kind of way. Sometimes, you know, a country will have no lockdowns and then the next month they will, and then they finally experienced
1: that and it, and it and it god knows if it's going to be you know for much longer we never know right that's going to be that's the case right. for especially after 2020 with the
0: more serious lockdowns we had here in in Melbourne we i've noticed the way people Changed in the way that they dressed, both when they were out and about, and also in Zoom meetings and Skype meetings, and and so on. Have you noticed that as well? Are you paying attention to how people have changed their attitudes towards dressing up for work and putting makeup on? What are the trends? What should we be, uh, you know, looking at?
1: Look, the trends are put in two categories, right? It, on a personal level, because let's. Let's not even mention the fashion industry because it's an an industry that wants to sell. So what they're doing at the moment or trying to do cast a huge influence on us to get out there and get dressed. Because that's their thing, right? They want yes, to, they to sell attire. So they're telling us yeah. to go get dressed. <laughs> exactly point. right. So for, on an individual level, there are, you know, like I said, two categories of people. The one who, and me included in this category, I like to dress up. I'm, I'm not a slave, but I feel pleasure, right? I, I absolutely love, I love fashion I'm, as an art. So for me, that's mm-hmm. something that elevate my mood, increase my productivity, I exercise my creativity in the way I dress and express myself. So there are people who really miss that, right? I, I, I have to say that for a while, I relaxed. I said, oh my God, that's so good not to be ha- having to do, to show up you know, and dress up and make all the effort. It's a balance. But there was a point that I missed that. I said, oh my God, I, I miss wearing my nice clothes and putting a little bit of makeup. And there's the other group, people who really don't like doing any of that. They just did because they had to. And then mm-hmm. they, you know, it's very selective. So people yeah. who are in this category, they will read articles and opinions of people who resonate with yes. that view. So yes. they will really start okay now i can relax because wall street said it's a bit more the dress codes relax so i'll relax that's what they wanted to hear and other yes. people say oh my god that's time to go back to that thing and you know and show up and dress up and and, and never give up kind of a right so <laughs> yes. yes so it's, it's very personal and, and like mm-hmm. you said there's no right or wrong there's never yes. any right or wrong
0: it was very confusing for a while and it still is in many ways because people were invited for job interviews during lockdown. Those were video interviews and there were no instructions on what to dress. And it's kind of weird to dress in a shirt, tie and suit when you're at home. You know, like should I dress as if I was going into a job interview or do I acknowledge the fact that it's lockdown and I'm at home and I just wear a nice shirt, for example. So I used to get a lot of clients and for, people that book consultations men. with me, asking me for advice. And then eventually, Silvana, some organizations, especially the larger ones, would send a request for an interview with some instructions on what to wear. That's, let that's people know and that's smart because it's it is quite bizarre like I like like you I I feel like I need to dress in order to get in the zone of work so I I'm the sort of person who has been dressing up I'm wearing a belt I mean that's (laughs) to me that says a lot like why would you wear a belt to work from home yeah some people just didn't know how to present themselves and, and acknowledge the fact that you are not going into a boardroom interview it's a a work from home interview so it was confusing for them
1: yeah theoretically you should treat as as if you were in a boardroom right mm-hmm. to, to be and then respectful to the person who is in on the other side but it's totally understandable if you don't want to like a man wear a suit with a tie you know to be sitting like you know like first of all i have to improve your posture to <laughs> to be able to 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 show people what you're you know you're wedding and all that At the end of the day, I think it is a a personal thing, what you think it's best and more a holistic approach of the whole picture. People will definitely be more understanding, that's for sure. Very
0: interesting. And now, of course, we are going back into the office and some organizations have asked their employees to come back twice a week or, you know, they, they are considering some flexibility, but asking people, please come back. And I'm wondering if you have been out and about in Sydney watching people go back to work. I went to the Melbourne CBD a few weeks ago and I was actually impressed, you know, everybody was so well dressed <laughs> as opposed to yep. where I live, which is Bayside near the beach. And whenever I go out here, everybody's like, not really very keen to dress up, to go to the beach or to go to a coffee shop. They just want to wear their Havianas and, <laughs> you know, shorts and a shirt and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the same. I just had a, a business lunch yesterday and it felt so normal and people dressed and wearing suits. And everywhere, and it was refreshing to see after a long time. So it's pretty much going back to where we started, I think. Mm -hmm. So... It's funny what you said
0: before about the fashion trying to make us dress up again, because I am watching what's happening in the fashion festivals, the fashion parades around the world. There's some fashion weeks happening in Europe and, and here in Australia as well, in Melbourne. I think it's happening as we speak. And there's a lot of talk about power dressing. Exactly. Yeah. Have you read it? I'm like, why, why would we be talking about power dressing? If anything, I felt that the natural tendency would be for people to be a bit more casual and natural about the way that they work especially here in australia but maybe it do you think it's a a sales campaign or do you think that people are very keen to go back into power dressing like we did in the 90s
1: oh well i think it will depend on you know what you do with the information like right again like i said you know that they're they're throwing out there that's what fashion does and then you pick whatever you know. It depends on you what you what you want from with to do with that information. That's no other way to to explain it. So for me, it's it's all about people knowing where they are, what they stand for, and translating that into their lifestyle, their everything. There are specifics, there are body types and and everything. So if you are in the mood to really make an entrance, as we say, you know, you you go for it. And if you want to get more relaxed about the whole thing, there's room for that as well. But I think the main point Uh, Renata is that the whole point of even writing the book is to so people don't need to be trying to figure out what is the trend or what is the what I should be wearing they should know what works for them and forget about what other others think about it or age appropriate or dress code I think I think for the corporate people, the one thing that is the most important is really resonate with who you are interacting. You know, you're not going to be dressed up, too dressed up if you're meeting with the ground floor employee or you're not going to be underdressed if you're talking to the CEO of your company or a potential client, a VIP client, that kind of thing. So that's the main thing to look for. But on a personal level, you really have to Bring the awareness within. That's yeah. the core message, and not look for external clues. Oh, nothing wrong with admiring people, and and that's what we do as human beings. We look for people, celebrities, movie stars. Back in the day, now influencers, whatever you call them. And so I, I, I would love to to look like her, but look, you're not her. You can get inspired, but she's a different person. She's got different lifestyle, different personality, different body specifics she's in the photo or video you know that's not real Mm -hmm. so learn what works for you make time for yourself to learn what works for you because you're unique don't take that away from you that's your power Mm -hmm. right and it's
0: interesting that you know you and other stylists that i know focus a lot on showcasing your personality understanding your body type but there's because of what we're fed in the media we tend to not shop For us, we tend to shop for what we see out there. So there's this disalignment of messages. And I, I think you're so right. The other thing I think it's interesting is that we don't actually know what
1: our body types are. Oh, for sure. And it change. It's Look, it's changed. It's not going to drastically change, but look, we go through so many things as women, you know, mm-hmm. menstruation, menopause, ma- m- maternity, all this change our bodies. And it's mm-hmm. difficult for the brain to keep track of the changes. No, so even like, cli- clients for me, like mm-hmm. lost 20 kilos, for example. They, when we go shopping, they still go, you know, straight to the old size. I said, you're no longer that size. What you're yeah, doing yes. there, you know? So just, just to give an example, I was talking to somebody the other day and we're talking, you know, about jeans and the whole skinny jeans thing that is over now and all that. She said, oh my God, when, I, when the skinny jeans came up." I hated them. I found them so weird, so body conscious, you know, too tight and showing the. But then I I grew to love them. And and now they're gone. I'm I'm feeling, well, what am I going to do? You know, that (laughs) she was conditioned to love skinny jeans. And just to illustrate that, for me, it was quite the opposite. I've never worn jeans until very recently that the whole skinny jeans disappeared Then they started to be more democratic and do wide legs and do straight legs and things like that, that because the skinny jeans was never for me. No, I so hated it. I, re- yeah. I refused to conform to that. So I didn't wear jeans for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now my daughter said, mom, not, you have 10 pa- pairs of jeans? Yes, because now I love them because they are for me. And if they ever disappear, which is probably going to happen in a few years time or God knows when, and the skinny jeans return. I'm still gonna wear them because yeah. they're for me, they're for my body type. I'm not yeah. gonna swap to just to follow the trend. I follow my my body. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. I follow my body regardless of trend. If I love green, green is saturated in fashion now. Mm-hmm. I wear I wear green because I love green. I've always done. I've always yeah. and and if the fashion fades, the trend fades, I still wear. Doesn't matter if people think, oh, you are not on trend. Well, you, know,
0: you use the opportunity to buy things during that time that it's trending, and then you use it whenever you want, right?
1: <laughs> exactly right. And, you know, like I'm not too concerned about people's opinion. You know, my clients, they always say, oh my God, I'm 50. What what should I wear? What should I wear? That's not such a thing. Dress for your body. Man. You know, do you have a lot of clients that are, are working in the
0: corporate sector, Silvana? What are their main sort of concerns when they reach out to you? Uh,
1: From the, you know, the 30-year-olds, they want to get somewhere you know, somewhere else. They're aspiring a a career. They want to dress for the next job. Yes, correct. Right. The 50-year-olds are already there. So what happened is quite an interesting phenomenon. Like, it seems to be like quite a, a hallmark for the 50s. They're rich, their potential, you know, they're rich, their career goals. The kids are gone and they have financial independence. But because they spend so much time working on their career, looking after the family and all this thing, they forget about themselves. And exactly like you said, the body changed, menopause and all this, and they don't know themselves anymore. They don't know what works, what they should be. They get stuck in this thing. What should I wear? What shouldn't I wear? That kind of thing. That these are pretty much my my main clients. Yeah. So let's talk about those two clients. What
0: advice would you give for somebody who is trying to make it and wants to dress for their next job? What would you usually recommend that they do?
1: So regardless of where they are, they really have to... Start thinking about where they want to be and, and really focus there. And a, a great part, you know, you know, when you are projecting yourself and, you know, developing skills and really imagining yourself in the position you want to be. Mm-hmm. Imagine how you would be dressed as well look at your boss look at you know people you admire entrepreneurs you admire you know it's so easy to to get this information these days. much easier than in the past so really have a clue o- obviously it's going to depend on your industry if it's more or less conservative but you really have to start making it you know buying a better bag or you know spending time investing right because right. you're gonna get it back you're going to yeah. get it back. And remember that people in Australia have an advantage because everybody else is more laid back. So if you do one little bit extra, you are way above. So yes. that's the big thing. If you were in a city like New York, you were there with so many. You know, Even yeah. if you improve your look, there's going to be somebody that's better. And yeah. we don't have that here yet. So yes. that, take advantage of that. Invest in quality pieces. Less is more. Quality, neutral tones, impeccably dressed. You don't need to break the bank. You Mm -hmm. can buy in an affordable brand that has good quality, obviously, good enough quality, and tailor. So that's one piece of advice. Invest in a capsule wardrobe. You don't need to buy too many pieces. And I put all this in my book, you know, like for out of 12 pieces you can make out 40 different outfits yeah so they multiply right before your eyes it's are the right pieces they are neutral classic you know and then you all you have to do is just spice them up with a little bit of accessories put your personal touch your signature style and then yes, that's yeah. all you need so are there any? If we're talking
0: about Australia, are there any go-to shops? Like, if people are in a hurry and they have a job interview coming up very quickly, is there like a, a go-to shop that you would recommend?
1: Yes, there there are. Yeah, it's a budget thing. It depends on the budget, but I would say you know Q. You can find some nice jackets, mm-hmm. or even Witchery. You can you can find Q. Veronica Main, uh, yes. Country Road. The stores, you know, you can find some Satoria or COS! I love COS quite a lot. It's a bit more Scandinavian style, but they still have some things that, you know, yeah. shirts and stuff that are pretty well made. And fit. What about US? What would be your
0: go-tos in America if you were in a hurry and you needed something straight away?
1: Yeah. Well, there are phenomenal brands there. And the thing, well, for, for tailoring, I love I Joseph. I love Vince. They're Fantastic. Anything pretty much uh, you get from these stores, mm-hmm. their theory, you know, they are a little bit higher, but look, if this is, this is a completely investment, like I said, you don't need as many yes. pieces. But the thing is, they will last for many, many, many years. Yeah. So that's the investment. You, it's cost per wear, right? And you, you really have to treat that as an investment in your career. Yes. Sylvan, so, I don't know if you've
0: been faced with this situation, but a lot of people have gained weight during lockdowns and yeah. now they're, you know, that in that sort of in-between zone where you can't wear what's in your closet. What do you usually recommend when people don't want to over-invest in statement pieces when they're not at their ideal weight and they're currently, you know? dieting or something like that I know that I have gone through that in my life as well when I've been above my weight had a a big event coming up and I can even tell you Bird's Nest do you know Bird's Nest they are they are a website where you can go and and shop no I don't oh it's very Aussie and the the ladies that work there are fantastic I would I remember going to an event and I was very overweight this was before the pandemic and I had to be dressed very sort of well for that event and I went on the bird's nest website and i said can you please deliver tomorrow because i have an event in two days and i got my my package the next day with a Fantastic. note i hope it makes makes it on time but it's really hard sometimes when you are you know you, re- you really do not have anything to wear and it's because Yes, you've gained weight, and I know a lot of people have during lockdown, so I wonder if you have any advice for them.
1: Yeah, it happens quite a lot. You know, like the first thing is you're really committed because, you know, like let's face it, it's not easy to go back, right, to the old, you know, weight. So you're really serious. You know you're going to lose weight. Of course you're not going to buy an entire world, you know, only to lose it. Invest in one blazer. That mm-hmm. will suit you today, that's a good Because, point. because, like I said, you know, before a blazer changes everything, elevates any look, and if it's pretty well, you know, fitting blazer uh, that suits you, so that's gonna completely change the, you know, the elevate your look. Like I said, yeah. But if you're really serious and you know that you're gonna lose weight, you can always outer the blazer a little bit, you know, when, mm-hmm. when that's done. And it, you don't need to buy the most expensive blazer. Like I said, you can always buy something and tailor it. Buy something that's mid, you know, like not too low, that's got good quality still or you can sell the you know the item later you know or you know donate whatever but you know like invest obviously we're not talking about investing in only one piece you can invest in a couple of pieces you know to keep you going until you reach your goal but the, the the most important thing of doing that is that you keep the momentum going you feel Continue looking good and encouraging yourself to lose the extra, you know, to share the extra kilos. Because it's important for you to, to to look in the mirror, like what you see, you mm-hmm. know. Like, so I'm looking good. I'm gonna. It, it, it triggers a positive cycle. You, yes. you know, more often people don't want to interact with people because they don't feel, look, you know, good about themselves. And then, you know, okay, what's the point of going to the gym and continue, you know, eating yeah. the way they, they did? So. But the opposite can also happen, and if you're motivated, you get out there, interact with people, and then you feel good, I want to exercise, I want to improve my diet, you know, like, and all these things. So it can happen both ways, you can trigger a negative or a positive cycle, depending on how you react. And Silvana, then you said
0: you have those amazing 50-plus-year-old corporate women that come to you. I'm assuming they're very comfortable with where they are. You know, I'm 50 now. I'm very comfortable with my size. I don't care what other people think anymore. I just want to, you know, dress well for whatever occasion is coming up. What would then be the difference in working with those women and what would you suggest that they do?
1: I wouldn't say that 100% I like you. You know, many oh, of them. I think many, I've always been like that, frankly. <laughs> I think it's just yeah, part exactly. of my personality. I never really cared
0: what other people thought of me. Yeah, and, so that's that's yeah. something
1: that's probably the case. Because uh, <laughs> often, like, seriously, except for a few exceptions, yeah. that people really hire me because they can be bothered shopping. They just don't have the time, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. They, they, they have a fantastic style already. I, I just, I'm, the, I'm just a shopper for them but they're the minority. The, the vast majority are people who are not comfortable with who they are. Like I said, they focus too much on their career or family or a combination of both. They are not in their ideal way. Or they're not happy with their body because they don't know how to dress for their body. That makes all the difference. That's what people don't get. You can look slimmer, taller, or the opposite if you want to. Clothes can do magic for us. Yeah. Literally magic. Once they learn that, and then, you know, that's a whole other story. But until then, there's a lot to be, you know, working on and and understanding and learning
0: yes it's it's an
1: individual thing but
0: i have no trouble shopping (laughs) like i really enjoy clothes i've always liked it But once I started shopping with a stylist, I was introduced to a whole bunch of items that I would have never tried. I hear that 100% of the time. It is so bizarre. And once I put them on, it makes total sense. And then I tend to keep them for longer in my wardrobe because they are perfectly fit for my body type, they fit me like a glove. And I don't know what magic happens, but it just makes more sense to me. And I find that even though I have to pay a fee for the stylist, I end up saving money in the long term. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because you stop your bad habits you said, right, we are creatures of habit. This, this lady is wearing skinny jeans just because everybody else is wearing. She never stopped and said, this is not great for me. You know, mm-hmm. that's what everybody else is wearing, but it's not for me. And then that's what people do. You know, they just, like my mother-in-law, for example, what she does, she goes to a store and she buys the entire mannequin. Exactly what's there. The mannequin is the mannequin. Look at their body. It's a mannequin. It's, it's like this. Yes, Yours. Yes. We're curvy. We have... You know, we have real bodies. That's obviously that not gonna work. The colors that are there are not for you. A stylist is study that. That's what we do for a living. So Mm -hmm. I I bought my wedding dress online because I know my body that well. I buy one hundred percent of my clothes online pretty much. And I returned twice, returned a bag because it was not exactly like the photo and pair of pants or something because there was a big cutout and it was not showing in the photo. But I know what people say, how do you know what works for you? Because I read the description, because I understand fabric, because I know color, and because I you know, I, I, I pay a little bit of, you know, attention to all the details that are, are there. I have the read out. anything. That's why I keep returning everything. You know, <laughs> look, the maintenance is important. You want to be, yes. you know, doing dry cleaning or hand washing stuff all the time. We're busy people, right? Dry cleaning not only wrecks the fabric, but it's costy. I don't want to buy anything mm-hmm. that it's dry cleaning all the time. I yes. buy a blazer, but, you know, you never, you know, dry clean a blazer once a year. But there are pieces that are only dry cleanable. Simple tops like this. You have to wash every time you wear. You're going to be dry cleaning every time. That's insane. So this kind of things that are stylish. Is ahead of the game because that's our business. Now that's what we live for, and we have an eye for style. I look at you, regardless if you are in person or you know behind the screen. I know what works for you. Obviously, I'm not (laughs) seeing your entire body, for example, but if I see your entire body, I know what works for you and what what
0: doesn't. What's in your shopping cart these days? What is it that you are looking forward to purchasing?
1: we're entering uh winter here in Australia, so I'm looking to renew my blazers, having more fun with color, perhaps. I'm a huge meal person all year round. Really? Um, I I'm find like, them so hard to wear. <laughs> I feel uh, like they're gonna slip out of my shoes. You know, you get used to that. And I exactly why I like them so much, because there's no strap and the strap tend to tighten, you know, and Make, make me uh, uncomfortable uh, so yeah vests and blazers and turtlenecks and things like that entering the new uh, season uh, are my are in my cart at the moment yeah. okay and in my
0: I like brogues shoes for winter so I like that kind of more masculine style of shoes for winter right so yeah that's I nice. haven't had one in a while and I want to have one again and I'm sort of keen on blazers as well and i'm keen on colored blazer like a like a bright color but not red because i don't feel red suits me so i'll be looking for something like maybe a green blazer don't know something different and yeah that's all i need i feel frankly i feel like because i've been in lockdown for two years my clothes haven't they haven't aged i haven't used them that much so i don't feel like i need to be shopping
1: exactly if if they are timeless styles Mm -hmm. what's the need to buy right What I often do with my clients is just get rid of stuff instead of buy new because they have too much, you know, and that makes it difficult for them to know what they have in style and things like that. So I'm I'm just posting a new YouTube video on wardrobe declutter. So I'll send you all the details later so you can share with your audience a big, big wardrobe declutter for fall 2022. So I'm going to include in the episode show
0: notes your YouTube channel and the video for the wardrobe declutter. And a link to your book so that people can sure. learn more about their body types and get ready to get out of lockdown
1: and into the world wearing clothes that fit them properly. Yeah, but more than anything, more than a nice styling book, this book is an empowering book. That's... That the message that I wanted to pass on more, more than anything else. Yes, I
0: received it a couple of days ago, and I love page 42 and 43 the most. Because of the colors, I, I really like that combination here, this one here. I told you before, I don't think I can wear red, but I think I could wear this. There are reds and reds, right? But this is fine, you know? And I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. So, yeah. It softens, right? Yes, it does. Thank you so much for coming on the Job Hunting Podcast, Silvana. I hope that by listening to you, the listeners get inspired to get out of tracksuit pants and into tailored pants and blazes and go for job interviews face-to-face again and get ready, even if they're working from home and doing zooms all day that they feel comfortable putting back on their work clothes and getting into business mode so thank you so much for coming on board and talking to us
1: thanks so much for having here it's always a pleasure to (laughs) share a little bit of styling tips and stuff but uh, most, most more than anything else get out there and just find out what works for you for your specifics that's the the most important thing To learn more about
0: Silvana's work, please follow her on Instagram and on YouTube. She also has a website where she's selling her book. The book is called The Image of Success, How to Influence, Persuade, and Perfect Your Personal Presentation. All of the links to Silvana's work will be on the episode show notes, as well as links to my website and the work that I do. Thank you so much for spending time with me and with Silvana, and I will see you at the next episode. We have loved making this episode for you, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. Thank you for your support this year, especially if you are a newsletter subscriber and a regular listener to this podcast. If you have not yet subscribed to my newsletter for the job hunters and career enthusiasts, please go to my website renatabernadi.com or follow the link available in the episode show notes. And if you need extra support during the festive season, you can find on my website an online course called Research Your Career and also a talent assessment called Find My Talents. They are always available and ready for you when you're ready for them. Ciao for now and I'll see you next time.